Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, October 13th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Gold is on pace for its first weekly gain in five weeks, as it pushed back above the key $1,300 level Friday morning, after the latest reading on U.S. inflation came in cooler than expected. This raises some uncertainty about the pace of U.S. interest rate hikes. Prices edged higher earlier in the week after minutes from the Federal Reserve's September meeting showed that several Fed officials want more confidence about higher inflation before supporting another rate increase. Continued North Korea tensions drove some safe haven trade as well. As I'm recording this podcast, gold is trading at 13.0220, silver is at 17.42, and the gold-silver ratio stands at 74.94. After making some gains last week, the dollar index fell this week and dropped below 93 Friday morning to 92.8. In his podcast this week, Peter Schiff had some insight on the recent dollar moves. He said excitement about Trump's tax plan boosted the greenback initially, but reality maybe started to set in. There's an important question that got lost in the hype surrounding the unveiling of the Trump tax plan. Can it actually deliver? In the first place, it remains uncertain whether or not Congress can even get anything done. Obamacare repeal 3.0 went down in flames last month, and the GOP hasn't given us any indication to believe that they are suddenly going to come together, sing kumbaya, and start passing legislation. But as Peter pointed out, there is a more fundamental problem with the Trump tax proposal. Even if it does get through Congress, and even if it's enacted, it is not going to deliver the economic growth that's being advertised. Why not? Because at its core, the tax plan isn't truly tax reform. As Peter put it, all we have is tax cuts masquerading as reform. What does Peter mean by this? Well, in the early days, Republicans were talking about a substantive change to the tax system, primarily through shifting some of the burden from production to consumption. You might remember discussion about a border adjustment tax or a BAT. Other ideas were a national sales tax or a European-style value-added tax, VAT. Theoretically, taxing consumption would have paved the way for lower taxes on businesses, production, and income. Because what the government was getting based on the consumption tax, they could give up based on the production tax or the income tax. And that was going to be a more efficient tax system. Because there is an economic truism that you get more of what you subsidize and less of what you tax. Well, if you tax production and work, the more you tax it, the less of it you're going to get. You don't want to get less production and work if you want economic growth. You want more of that. On the other hand, shifting taxes toward consumption would de-incentivize buying stuff and encourage saving and investment. Peter said the growth aspects are gone if we don't have that switch, if we don't move from taxing income to taxing consumption. The other problem with this tax scheme is that it would blow up the deficit. I've talked in past episodes about the impact of the national debt on the economy. As it stands now, even a modest normalization of interest rates would crush the U.S. budget under interest payments. Tax cuts without any accompanying spending cuts will simply make the debt issue worse. 
Tax cuts are great, but ultimately we need to shrink government itself. The GOP has shown no inclination to actually cut spending. And as we've talked about before, there is a move afoot to simply do away with the debt ceiling, the last remaining speed bump in front of Congress when it comes to spending money. In other gold news, after nearly tripling in August, demand for gold in India remained strong last month, despite a tax rule that put a damper on high-dollar jewelry purchases. Gold demand rose 31% year-on-year in September. Imports came in at 48 tons, according to a Reuters report. Quote, higher purchases in India, the world's second biggest consumer, could lend support to global prices that are trading near their highest level in weeks. Continued strong demand in India was something of a surprise. It was fighting headwinds caused by a tax rule that went into effect back in August. The government included Indian jewelers under a Prevention of Money Laundering Act. The rules increased compliance requirements for high-dollar jewelry purchases. Buyers had to provide their income tax identity for transactions above 50,000 rupees. That's about $766. Analysts said these requirements were hindering high-value deals. Last Friday, the Indian government announced it was rescinding this rule. That bodes well for gold demand leading up to the Hindu festival of Diwali, which falls on October 19th this year. I report a lot about news out of India because it is such an important gold market. But the Asian nation has some competition. Germany. Over the last 10 years, gold investment has boomed in Deutschland. According to a report by the World Gold Council, last year alone, Germans poured 6.8 billion euro into gold investment products, with 22% of German investors buying gold over the past 12 months. That comes to about $8 billion in gold investment. Over the last 10 years, Germany has established itself as a 100-ton-plus-per-year market for gold bars and coins. The World Gold Council called the growth in the German gold market a, quote, radical transformation. As Forbes put it, Germany has quietly become the world's leading gold consumer. In fact, according to the numbers Forbes ran, German investors outspent both the Indians and Chinese on gold purchases in 2016. That's really no surprise when you consider the extreme monetary intervention in Europe since the 2008 crash. Germany has been in a negative interest rate environment for several years, and the Bundesbank has done billions in quantitative easing. Two- and five-year government bonds have traded at negative yields since 2015 in Germany. Here's how the World Gold Council report put it. Quote, German investors have an acute awareness of the wealth-eroding effects of financial instability. Hyperinflation in the 1920s lingers on the collective memory. But perhaps, more importantly, German investors have seen fiat currencies come and go. In the past 100 years, Germany has had eight different currencies. It should come as no surprise that when faced with such an unsettling economic backdrop, German investors turned to gold, which during our field research, one investor described as an enduring currency to protect their wealth. Speaking of Germans, in a recent interview, outgoing German finance minister Wolfgang Schauble warned about bubbles and said global debt could set off the next financial crisis. Quote, The IMF and others agree with us that we are in danger of encouraging new bubbles to form. We have no idea where the next crisis will happen, but economists all over the world are concerned about the increased risk arising from the accumulation of more and more liquidity and the growth of public and private debt. End quote. There are a couple of other stories on the Shift Gold blog you'll want to check out, including the Russian story that really matters. There are also a couple of articles relating to Bitcoin you might want to check out. 
I've been pondering on cryptocurrency a lot lately. It's interesting to me because there seems to be this pick one or the other mentality. Of course, we've kind of divided into camps. You've got your crypto camp and you've got your precious metals camp. And, and these two groups, they debate and they fight. And I'm sympathetic to both, to be honest with you. I can see the issues with cryptocurrencies. I can see the inherent risk involved. But really, why do you have to choose one? There are a lot of similarities between precious metals and cryptocurrencies, but they're also very, very different, fundamentally different, in fact. I'm a musician. I have both an electric guitar and an acoustic guitar. Like Bitcoin and gold, my guitars are very, very similar. They both make music, but they're also fundamentally different. I use them in different ways. The thing is, I have both. People would look at me like I had horns if I started running around saying, you should only have an electric guitar. You should never buy an acoustic guitar. That's just silly. Maybe we should start looking at cryptos and precious metals in a similar way. We can have both. We can value both. In fact, maybe we should have both. After all, diversification is one of the fundamentals of investing. You would never put all of your money in one stock or one bond or one commodity. If you're a crypto investor and you're interested in diversifying, Shiftgold's precious metal specialist can help you convert some of your Bitcoin into gold or silver. Just call 1-888-GOLD-160 today. That's 888-GOLD-160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more. And keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes for free. There's a link on the show notes page. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.